Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Lord, thank you for a brand new day. Lord, thank you for this grace to come into your presence this morning. I enter your gates once again with thanksgiving. I enter your courts once again with praise. I magnify the King of Kings. I magnify the Lord of hosts. I magnify the Lord of heaven's armies. Father, I give you all the glory. I give you all the praise. I say thank you because I can call you Father. Thank you, Father, because we can praise your name. Be glorified forevermore, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. This morning, we say thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. Thank you because today we are children of God. Be glorified, Lord, forevermore. As we come this morning, we have come to bless your name. We have come to worship you. We have come to magnify you. Father, we have come to just fellowship. We ask in this short time in your presence, Lord, speak to us. Give us your word. Help us to understand your wisdom. Help us to understand your mind. And let your name alone be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. We continue our reading of the book of Jeremiah. Just like that, we are going smoothly through the book of Jeremiah, learning, yes, learning, learning um, about the mind of God, how he speaks to the nation of Israel. So majority of the accounts that you see in the book of Jeremiah or Jeremiah, that is that Jeremiah is speaking about, obviously you'll find in the book of Second Kings. So maybe you might want to go back and read about the accounts of them there. In fact, Jeremiah chapter 22 that we are going to be reading today, you could literally mirror with 2 Kings chapter 24 when majority of those things happened. Okay, so it's been a nice time learning in the presence of God. I say again, uh, don't... Um, don't be frustrated with the Old Testament or don't think that they are not important. The Old Testament is the key to understanding the New Testament, okay? When you read the Old Testament, uh, properly understand it and then spend time, good time, reading the New Testament, reading the... Ep when you read, for example, the Gospels now, okay, you know that Jesus came to fulfill majority of the words of, of David, you know, prophecies from Jeremiah, from the prophet Isaiah, from the prophet Ezekiel and Daniel, Jesus came to fulfill so you read with context okay and then when you are reading the epistles majority of the epistles were explaining the things that the prophets were talking about so you're reading the book of hebrews ephesians romans you know i'm telling you you will have better context okay so very important today we read three chapters yesterday we stopped on chapter 21 so today we take three more chapters 22 23 and 24 
in chapter 22 okay we was like i said we will see uh, the accounts of the things that were going on in second uh, kings chapter 24 if you go read that that period 23 talked about how josiah became king and then how josiah passed on you know and his children coming one after the the order many people fail to realize that the Jehoashim, Jehoiakim, all of them were brothers, okay. But one by one, like that, okay, that they passed on because of the accounts uh, that was that happened at, during that time. We will understand, yes, we will understand from the prophecies of Isaiah what was going on then. And then, of course, chapter 23, one of the few chapters in the book of Jeremiah, where Jeremiah talks about Jesus, the Messiah, the Messiah that is coming. And lastly, chapter 24, we will see um, Isaiah prophesying about good and bad figs. Remember that Isaiah has been using, sorry, Jeremiah has been using um, metaphors all this while to teach Israel, okay, lessons from God. All right, let's go. Jeremiah chapter 22. Jeremiah chapter 22. This is a message for Judah's king. This is what the Lord said to me. Go over and speak directly to the king of Judah. Say to him, listen to this message from the Lord. You king of Judah, sitting on David's throne, let your descendants and your people listen to. This is what the Lord says. Be fair-minded and just. Do what is right. Help those who have been robbed. Rescue them from their oppressors. I'll quit your evil deeds. Do not mistreat foreigners, orphans, and widows. Stop murdering. Yes, stop murdering the innocents. So you know that um, one of the reasons why God began to send the prophets, you know, to the people during this time were because of the way they were treating. Yes, treating one another. There was no love on the streets. The way they were treating foreigners, treating orphans, treating widows. Okay, so God says, stop murdering the innocent. He says, if you obey me, uh, there will always be a descendant of David sitting on the throne here in Jerusalem. The king will ride through the palace gate in a chariot and on horses uh, with his with his parade of attendants and subjects. Okay, so maybe let me do a little bit of background. Remember that Josiah was eight years old when he became when he became king. I think you find out in Second Kings twenty three. Okay, so he was eight years old when he became king. Um, and remember that Jeremiah began to prophesy in the thirteenth year of Josiah's reign. So Josiah would have been about twenty one years old. Okay, when when Jeremiah began to prophesy. 21. Uh, he passed on, in fact, his reign was for just about 31 years. So he was 39 years, years old when he passed on. So um, from 21 to 39, um, that is some, some 18 years, Jeremiah was prophesying. And if you go and look at Josiah's reign, okay, Josiah listened, listened to him. In fact, um, from about um, 
five years after Jeremiah began to prophesy, you began to see changes in, in Josiah's reign. Josiah, for example, began to repair the temple. Josiah began you know, to defile and break down all, all, all the altars of Baals and all the places that, that they used to worship those idols. Josiah restored, he restored the Passover, brought the, you know, the, the priests you know, you know, back you know, to, to walk you know, in the temple. Josiah did did great wonders, okay? So I'm looking at Jeremiah's words here, sending this word, okay, to, to the king, and I'm asking myself, who was Jeremiah speaking to at this time? And I can tell you that, no, it would not have been, it would likely not have been Josiah, because Josiah was eight years old, he was 21, when Jeremiah began to prophesy. And I'm telling you, from that period, Josiah began to work hard to 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 be to be a good king in fact josiah was one of the best king uh, judah had okay so this would have been either jehoahaz or jehoahakim okay during their reign okay most likely self jehoahaz uh, because his own reign was for just three months okay we will read we'll read about that if you want to read the story just go to second kings chapter 24 it says okay um if you obey me, there will always be a descendant of David sitting on the throne here in Jerusalem. The king will ride through the palace gate in Charos and on horses and his parade of attendants and subjects. But if you refuse to pay attention to this warning, I swear by my own name, says the Lord, that this palace will become a pile of rubble. And this is what the Lord says concerning Judah's royal, pal- royal palace. I love you as much as a fruitful Gilead and the green forest of Lebanon, but I will turn you into a desert and with no one living within your walls. I will call, I will call for wreckers who will bring out their tools to dismantle you. They will tear out all your fine cedar beams and throw them on the fire. You will see what the Babylonians will do. They will do exactly what Jeremiah prophesied, <clears throat> prophesied here. He says, people from many nations will pass by the ruins of this city and say to one another, why did the Lord destroy such a great city? And the answer will be because they violated their covenant with the Lord, their God, by worshipping other gods. Okay, so now from here, verse 10, the first message you will see here is Jeremiah gives a message to Jehoiah. So like I say again, read 2 Kings chapter 24 so that you understand what was going on during that period. But obviously the prophecies or the message Jeremiah gives would come before the accounts of what happened. It says, verse 10, says, do not weep for the dead king or mourn is lost. Instead, weep for the captive king being led away for he will never return to see his native land again. In my mind, I think God is talking to Jeremiah and telling him that do not weep for the dead king. So who will be the dead king? That will be Josiah. Okay? He says, do not weep for the dead king or mourn his loss. Instead, weep for the captive king. Who was the captive king? Jehoiaz. He was king for just three months. Okay? Just three months. For he will never, he will never return to see his native land again and if you remember okay josiah himself was killed by pharaoh neko 
okay josiah was killed by pharaoh necho and pharaoh necho was the same person that came and captured jehoiaz okay and took him as prisoner to egypt and installed eliakim or jehoiakim okay says verse 11 for this is what the lord says about jehoiaz i who succeeded his father jo his father king josiah and was taken away as captive he will never return he will die in a distant land and will never again see his own country okay so maybe they might have been thinking that maybe pharaoh will be merciful as they begin to pay him tribute like yes judah was doing that doing do, doing during that period maybe they were going he was going to Jehoiaz was going to come back but the prophet Isaiah gives them this message that he will die in in Egypt okay he would die in a distant land and would never again see his own country verse 13 says and the Lord said what sorrow awaits Jehoiakim okay who builds who builds his palace with forced labor he builds injustice in its walls for he makes his neighbors work for nothing he does not pay them for their labor he says i will build a magnificent palace with huge rooms and many windows i will panel it throughout with fragrant cedar and paint it uh, in a lovely red but a beautiful cedar palace does not make a great king your father josiah also had plenty to eat and drink but he was was just and right in all his dealings that is why god blessed him okay so jehoiakim was simply just you know <laughs> showing trying to just make face okay even though he was really in trouble like i said pharaoh was the one that killed their father josiah and then came to fight against judah and captured and took jehoiakim away as captive and installed Eliakim or Jehoiakim. Actually, it was Pharaoh that gave him the name Jehoiakim. And then after installing him during that period, Judah is paying tribute, you know, to Egypt just to just to live by it. Actually, he taxed everyone from the rich from the poor to the rich everyone as much as they their abilities could carry it was during that period that jehoiakim was building was building in his palace and this word from the lord came to him he said look a beautiful cedar palace does not make a great king okay instead of you to care for your people you're not caring for them you pay you want to build a palace okay and i think this can be a lesson a lesson for for us for some of us we have missed our priorities are misplaced you know we are not looking at the right things what we should be paying attention to instead okay we are trying to to please other people we are trying to because we we know that people are looking at us so we want to you know come off as if we are doing well as if things are doing great okay but god says that a beautiful cedar palace does not make a great king okay showing off does not make you a great person since your father josiah also had plenty to eat and drink but he was just and right in all his dealings that is why god blessed him it is better to to hope and pray for the blessing of god than to be showing off he says he gave justice and help to the poor and needy and everything went well for him 
isn't that what it means to know me says the lord but you you have eyes only for greed and dishonesty you murder the innocent oppress the poor and reign ruthlessly therefore this is what the lord says jehoiakim son of king josiah the people will not mourn for him crying to one another alas my brother alas my sister his subject will not mourn for him crying alas our master is dead alas his splendor is gone he will be buried like a dead donkey dragged out of jerusalem and dumped outside the gates okay all you have to do is go read the the accounts in second kings chapter 24 and you see that jeremiah's word came to pass so what jeremiah is doing here is prophesying prophesying and foretelling, telling you what was going to happen and they are happening exactly as he says this. He says, verse 20, weep for the allies in Lebanon, shout for them in Bashan, search for them in the region east of the river. See, they are all destroyed. Not one is left to help you. I warned you when you were prosperous. But you replied, don't bother me. <laughs> you have been that way since childhood. You simply will not obey me. And now the wind will blow away your allies. All your friends will be taken away as captives. Surely then you will see your wickedness and be ashamed. Uh, it may be nice to live in a beautiful palace, paneled with wood from, from the cedars of Lebanon, but soon you will groan with pangs of anguish, anguish like that of a woman in labor. Okay, so you could just imagine that what the prophet was trying to get the king to do here was to pay attention to what was going on inside and you find jesus saying this again when he's teaching in his parables that look don't pay attention to you know the things that are not important especially things that would just make up for you showing off for what people are saying about you saying about you pay attention more to the things that are on the inside things that no one no one can see god said look i will give you i will give you pain he said say but soon you will groan with pangs of anguish anguish like that of a woman in labor okay so that was for jehoah for jehoahim okay so jeremiah continues his prophecy and then prophesies to Jehoachin, okay? That is another son of, of Josiah. I am I, telling you, I am a bit confused, disappointed even about how it all turned out for Josiah. Josiah was, was a really a great king, okay? Josiah was the king that the prophet who stood by the altar of Baal when Jer Jeroboam was trying to de dedicate that altar that the prophet prophesied that look a, a, a young king was coming who was going to destroy this altar and was going to and that when he was drawing, destroying it you know uh, the, he was going to burn the bones of the prophets upon the altar and defile it. Josiah was the one that did that, okay? He, he literally fulfilled prophecy. He was a good king, a great king. Like I said, he reigned for 31 years. But after his reign, I'm telling you, uh, all his children, one by one, Jehoahaz, Jehoakim, Jehoachin, all of them, 
did evil in the sight of the Lord. So let's look at what Jeremiah says to Jehoashim. He says, as surely as I live, says the Lord, I will abandon you, Jehoashim, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah. Even if you were the signet ring in my right hand, I would uh, pull you off. I will hand you over uh, to those who seek to kill you, those uh, you, you so desperately fear to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and the mighty Babylonian army. I will expel you and your mother. I will expel you and your mother from this land and you will die in a foreign country, not in your native land. You will never again return to the land uh, you yearn for. Why is this man, Jehoashin, uh, like a discarded broken, broken jar? Why are he and his children to be exiled to a foreign land? O earth, 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 listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Let the record show that this man, Jehoashin, was childless. He is a failure, for none of his children will succeed him on the throne of David to rule over over Judah. So we know that it was doing Jehoiakim's reign. Okay, remember, Pharaoh defeated Josiah, de- uh, defeated Jehoahaz, installed Jehoiakim. Okay, so it was doing Jehoiakim's reign that King Nebuchadnezzar attacked attacked Judah for the first time. Okay, and then of course defeated them collected tribute from them and then uh, Jehoashim eventually of course those were carried off into exile until Zedekiah will come up on the scene and I'm telling you you will see his account as as Jeremiah continues to prophesy. Alright, let's read about Jeremiah's prophecies about Jesus. He says, What sorrow awaits the leaders of my people, the shepherds of my of my of my sheep, for they have destroyed and scattered the very ones they were expected to care for, says the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to these shepherds. Instead of caring for my flock and leading them to safety, you have deserted them and driven them to destruction. Now, I will pour out judgment on you for the evil you have done to them. But I will gather together the remnants of, of, the, of my flock from the countries where I have driven them. I will bring them back to their own sheepfold, and they will be fruitful and increase in number. Then I will appoint appoint responsible shepherds who will care for them and they will never be afraid again not a single one will be lost or missing i the lord have spoken so not a single one will be lost or missing were the very words that jesus used okay that not one of them not one that god has given him will be missing apart from from judas who who had sold himself to the devil he says not a single one will be lost or missing i the lord have spoken verse 5 he says for the time is coming says the lord when i will raise up a righteous descendant one person a righteous descendant not descendants he says from king david's line he will be a king who rules with wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. And this will be his name. The Lord is our righteousness. Okay? So, uh, right here, Jeremiah is prophesying by the Spirit of the Lord 
and he calls the descendant, yes, the descendant of David who was to come. He says, and this will be his name. The Lord is our righteousness. In that day, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. Okay, literally, he calls him Jehovah Sikeno. Yes, the Lord, our righteousness. Okay, so when Jesus comes up on the stage and says that uh, before Abraham's time, I am. Okay, literally using the title of God. And <laughs> he knew what he was saying. He, was, he is the son of God and he is God himself. Yes, he is Jehovah Sikeno. That is what uh, the Spirit of the Lord is saying right here. He says, in that day, says the Lord, when people are taking an oath, they will no longer say, as surely as the Lord lives, who rescued the people of Israel from the land of Egypt. Instead, they will say, as surely as the Lord, as the Lord lives, who brought the people of Israel back to their own land, uh, from the land of the north and from, um, from the countries to which he had exiled them. Then uh, they will live in their own their own land okay now we see prophecies against the prophet remember the prophets were allied against jerusalem against jeremiah so while jeremiah is prophesying on one side the prophets will continue to prophesy you know and try to counter his message god says my heart is broken from verse verse 9 my heart is broken because of the first prophets and my bones tremble i stagger like a drunkard like someone overcome by wine because of the holy words the lord <clears throat> has spoken against them for the land is full of adultery and it lies under a curse the land itself is in mourning its wilderness pastures are dried up for they all do evil and abuse what power they have even the priests and prophets are ungodly wicked men i have seen their despicable act right here in my own temple says the lord therefore the paths they take i will become slippery they will be chased through the darkness and there and there they will fall for i will bring disaster upon them at the time fixed for their punishment i the lord have spoken god says i will bring disaster at a time set he said a time fixed for their punishment i the lord has spoken i saw that the prophets of samaria were terribly evil for they prophesied in the name of baal and led my people my people my people of israel into sin but now i see that the prophets of jerusalem are even worse remember that israel had gone into exile says but now i see that the yes so israel is at the prophets of samaria is samaria is the capital of israel okay so just thought someone might need that information it says and led my people of of israel into sin but now i see that the prophets of jerusalem are even worse they commit adultery and love dishonesty they encourage those who are doing evil so that no one turns away from their sins these prophets are so wicked as the people of sodom and gomorrah once were Therefore, this is what the Lord of Evans Armies, as the Evans Armies says concerning concerning the prophet, I will feed them with bitterness and give
give them a, a poison to drink, for it is because of Jerusalem's prophets that wickedness has filled this land. Because of the prophets, not because of the king. I'm telling you, um, <laughs> men of God can be very, very, very powerful. It says because of them, because it is for it is because of Jerusalem's prophets that wickedness has filled this land. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies say to His people: Do not listen to these prophets when they prophesy to you, filling you with uh, futile hopes. They are making up everything they say. They do not speak for the Lord. They keep saying to those who despise my word, don't worry, the Lord says you will have peace. And to those who stubbornly follow their own desires, they say no harm will come your way. Have any of these prophets been in the Lord's presence to hear what he is really saying? Has even one of them cared enough to listen? Look, uh, the Lord's anger bursts out like a storm, a wild wind that swells down on the heads of the wicked. The anger of the Lord uh, will, will not diminish until it has finished all he has planned. In the days to come, you will understand all this very clearly. I have not sent these prophets, yet they run around claiming to speak for me. I have given them no message, yet they go on prophesying. If they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words, and they would have turned my people from their evil ways and deeds. I Am I a God who is only close at hand, says the Lord? No, I am far away at the same time. Can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and the earth, says the Lord? I have heard this prophet say, listen to the dream I had from God last, last night. Listen to the dream I had from God last night. And then they proceed to tell lies in my name. How long will this go on? If they are prophets, they are prophets of deceit, inventing everything they say. By telling these false dreams, they are trying to get my people to forget me, just as their ancestors did by worshipping the idols of Baal. Uh, let these prophets uh, tell their dreams, but let my true messenger faithfully proclaim my every word. There is difference between straw and grain. Did you hear that? There is difference between straw and grain. My pastor, Pastor Sam, would say that the fact that there is fake, the fact there is counterfeit, implies or means that there is original. Okay, so don't pack every pastor, don't pack every man of God, every man of God together. There are those that God truly speaks through. But you, you just have to pay attention, okay? You read your Bible for yourself. Is it, does not my word burn like fire, says the Lord? Is it not like a mighty armor that smashes a rock to pieces? Therefore, therefore, says the Lord, I am against this prophet who steal messages from each other and claim they are from me. I'm against this smooth-tongued prophets who say this prophecy is from the Lord. I'm against these false prophets. Their imaginary dreams are flagrant lies that led my people into sin. I did not send or appoint them, and they have no, they have no message at all for my people. I, the Lord, have, have spoken. So suppose one of those prophets, and this is how God says you can tell who is a false prophet and who is really speaking from the Lord. Say so suppose one of the prophets or one of the prophets or priests asks you, what prophecy has the Lord burdened you with now? You must reply, you are the burden. The Lord says he will abandon you. If any prophet, priest or anyone else, I 
anyone else says, I have a prophecy from the Lord. I will punish that person along with his entire family. You should keep asking each other, what is the Lord's answer? That is very important. Okay, so even when someone says there is a prophecy from God, you must be able to hear from God for yourself. So what is the Lord's answer? Or what is the Lord saying? But stop using this uh, this phrase, prophesy from the Lord, for people are using it to give authority to their own ideas, turning upside down the words of God, uh, the living God, the Lord of heaven's armies. So this is what you should say to the prophet. What is the Lord's answer? Or what is the Lord saying? But suppose they respond, this is a prophecy from the Lord. Then you should say, uh, this is what the Lord says. Because you have used this phrase, prophesy a prophecy from the Lord. Even, even though I want you not to use it, I will forget you completely. Completely, I will expel you from my presence along with this city that I gave to you and your ancestors and I will make you an object of ridicule and your name I will be infamous throughout the ages okay so as there were false prophets during that time there are false prophets during our own time jesus actually warned us that false prophets will arise especially during our time during the end time you just have to pay attention while you hear the false prophets uh, please open your heart and listen listen to god all right let's finish this one by reading jeremiah chapter 24 this one is a metaphor with good and bad figs after king Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon exiled Jehoashim, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, to Babylon, along with the officials of Judah and all the craftsmen and artisans. The Lord gave me this vision. I saw two baskets of figs are placed in front of the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. One basket was filled with fresh ripe figs, while the other was filled with bad figs that were too rotten to eat. Then the Lord said to me, What do you see, Jeremiah? I replied, Figs some very good and some very bad too rotten to eat then the lord gave me this message this is what the lord the god of israel says the good figs represent the exiles i sent from judah to the land of babylon did you hear those who went into exile were the good figs it says the uh, it says the exile i sent from judah to the land of the babylonians i will watch over and care for them i will bring them back here again and i will build them up and not tear them down i will plant them and not uproot them i will give them hearts that recognize me as the lord they will be my people and i will be their god for they will return to me wholeheartedly but the bad figs the lord says represent king zedekiah of judah his officials and all the people left in jerusalem and those who live in egypt i will treat them like bad figs too rotten to eat i will make them an object of horror and a symbol of evil to every nation on earth they will be disgraced and mocked taunted and cursed wherever i scatter them I, wherever i scatter them and i will send a war famine and disease until they have vanished from the land of israel which i gave to them and to their ancestors wow all right so as we go today I think the um, the word I want to pay attention to is being able to tell the bad prophets from the good prophets. Uh, listen to me this morning, okay? When a prophet or a man of God or a pastor claims that they are speaking from the Lord, the Bible says the time, this end time we are we are in, is a time where each one of us must be able to hear God for ourselves. 
So please press into the presence of God and be able to hear God for yourself. What you should be looking for is what is the Lord's answer? What is the Lord saying to me? That is what you should be looking for. So anybody can claim to speak for God, but you must be able to hear from God for yourself. So I want us to pray this morning. Lord, help me to discern your voice. Help me to hear you clearly. Will you raise up your voice and pray this morning? Father, please, this morning, cause us to hear you. Cause us to hear you. Lord, we will not be led astray in the mighty name of Jesus. Your word says that in these times, false prophets will increase. We pray, Father, that we will be able to discern your voice. We will be able to walk with your spirit. We will not be led astray. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for your people. Lord, cause their ears to be open to hear you clearly. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.